Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lanier. Are you just not that into her? Do you ever nitpick how she looks? And does her physical appearance keep you from taking the relationship deeper? Cynthia Stad is here to share her feminine perspective, plus practical insights about how to address the most dangerous discussion, a woman, her body, and your attraction. Welcome to The New Man. Today, we're talking with Cynthia Stad. She's a relationship with food and nutrition expert. And uh, you can find out more about her at eatempowered.com. Cynthia, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Trip. Thanks for having me. So, Happy to be here. Yeah. So, you, I got this nasty email from you saying, hey, that guy, Mark David, doesn't know anything he's talking about. You had him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, you need to get a woman's perspective. If you're going talk to talk about women and their bodies and what's going on, you need to have a woman on your show. And then you like, uh, the more threats, I had, to, I had to hire security. And then I said, look, I'll just have you on the show. How's that? <laughs> Good recap. That's right. <laughs> is that, that? I don't know if that is that how it happened. <laughs> Something like that. Something I, like that. I tend to be a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both know Mark David. We both love Mark David, and 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 yeah. Why not die, take that conversation, guys? If you haven't listened to that conversation with Mark David, you got to go back and listen to that one. But it's just basically, yeah, what, women's bodies with food, you know, and their relationship with food, and this there's this huge, huge, huge topic, and whether we're aware of it or not. It's happening. It's in the room with us when we're relating with our women. And so, uh, Cynthia is here to, to kind of take us even a, a step further and, and kind of more of a practical um, version of this. How can we actually deal with stuff um, and deal with our women, basically, if, if they're going through some of this stuff with, with eating and food? Is that right? That's right. We okay. got a lot to talk about here because it is a very big issue, I know, okay. for a lot of men. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the biggest one that I, that I hear from guys is this crushing one where they feel damned if they do, damned if they don't. Um, this situation where it's like, ah, I'm just not that into her. I don't find her that attractive anymore. Her body has changed. Um, and I feel so shallow. Like the guy just feels awful, but he can't 
there's this, like this weird thing like he can't force his attraction he doesn't know if it's this cultural thing and he's just shallow or if he really doesn't like her body and there's something going on there so he gets in this really just crazy place around that so um yeah, and maybe he's fearful of watching her let herself go or and you know not really understanding what's going on there. So, yeah, walk us through what's well, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. I mean, <laughs> I'm thro- thro- I'm throwing a, throw me a lifeline here. How do we how do we start to navigate this terrain? All right, well, I think first let's let's talk about it a little bit situationally because the first one we got to just cross off the map here is the whole pregnancy thing. You know, if I don't know, I don't know how much time you want to spend on this trip, but if we're talking about a woman who's just gone through pregnancy and yeah, her body's big and she's bloated and all of that and she's gained all this weight. Right. There's not much to say about that one. The guy pretty much just has to work with it within himself, you know, most women do their bodies will change back, they'll lose the weight, but in terms of how to in terms of if the guy has a a right, I will say, or a opportunity to talk to the woman about her body with that, I honestly wouldn't go there because okay. this is a cycle of life and this is this is what happens and the guy just has to kind of run with it too. You okay. know what I mean? All right. All right. That makes sense. I, I think pregnant chicks are hot though. I got to say, I, you know, any, I'll leave it at that, but go ahead. <laughs> good. That, that's good to hear. <laughs> what could be more feminine? Seriously. It's like, that's right. Okay. So, all right. But then let's say she's not pregnant. Maybe they've been in a relationship for a while, a few, six months, and now she's changed and something's going on there. Or maybe he's, he likes her, but her body type just isn't the type. Uh, and he's kind of on the fence about dating her more or something like that. What's going on there? Okay, so yeah, so let's talk about that. So let's assume we're not talking about that this has been a long-term established relationship. Okay. That this is the guy who, yeah, he's been dating a girl for a while and he really likes her, but yeah, he's just the physical parts not completely there. You know, the first thing, the first thing to know is some women just go through different periods with this, with their bodies going up and down, their eating issues coming in and out. And some women, this is just their body. Like this is, this is it. This, this is what you this get. Is what you get. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think the first thing is to, for the guy to start to have a little perception around that. Meaning, so we're not talking about the fact that, okay, you just met this girl and you wouldn't know that. Let's just say you've been dating for at least a, several months and you know, you, you, you get a sense of this person. If it's the type of thing that this is just her body and that's who she is and this is her body type and he doesn't get the sense that she really has any eating issues or she's overeating or anything like that, you know, I would just have to say I'd pull it back to him of, okay, he certainly has the right to not be attracted to that body type. And if that's the case, move on because it's not going to change. Okay. Because it just seems like it sets up this dynamic of... I'd like you, I don't really like you the way you are, you need to change. And that's just a really tough dynamic to be in a relationship. It is. And it's not going to change. You know, the the only thing that could change in that is if the guy wants to do some inner work there and ask himself, is he not attracted to her because he believes he's supposed to be attracted to a certain type and that's what he's been taught? Or is he not attracted to her for another reason that really can't be looked at or worked on or changed within himself. I'm really glad you brought this up because I've noticed that guys, well, I can speak from personal experience too, you, you know, over the years of being with different women that when things weren't right in the relationship, I found myself getting really, uh, it was easy to get critical about her body. 
and it, and it was easy to kind of like, oh, I don't really like this about her, like that about her. So it, 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 it I, I've always wondered if it's just like when things are going well, you don't really notice things and you don't really start to nitpick at her body. The body is just this kind of external thing to just point at something and say, that's what I don't like instead of being able to name what they don't like about the relationship. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, Trip, because I think a lot of guys wouldn't say that to themselves. They may not even know. Like, I think they can be legitimately like, oh, they can they can have a reaction when they look at at their at their at their partner in a certain way. But yeah, and I think there's also another part of that. Um, guys have this uh, like their women are an extension of them, and so if they, if they don't think their 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 woman looks good, then they don't think they look good. Like, there's this weird kind of attachment to I'm supposed to be with someone. I'm supposed to be seen in the world as this guy that has the hot girl. Um, do you, is that resonate? Like, do you, are you familiar with that at all? Oh, absolutely. Well, I would say, first of all, that goes both ways, by the way. Women yeah. tend to fall into that too. Oh, definitely. No. Women? Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, no, that's, that's definitely somewhat mutual. But I think, I would say, I think it's stronger for a guy to go there and, and feel that way about his woman, that it, it does have some reflection on him and it means something about him. Um, and, and where I see that, you know, what's, what's interesting to me is, as I have worked with men around this topic, I will say to them, okay, what do you think is attractive? You know, and we'll go through all that and they'll usually describe something similar to a supermodel or something along those lines. And then once we really get into it, though, and they let go of what the society has taught them is supposed to be hot and they really clear their programming around that. What has fascinated me is that a lot of guys are genuinely attracted to slightly more curvy, more luscious women that aren't little skinny minis, but they, they have, maybe they haven't gotten to the place in themselves where they really even let themselves think that or go there so that nitpicking what you're describing comes in because it's really more about the programming than it is about kind of where they would fall in genuinely if that makes sense yeah it seems like there's this um yeah if we if we could just start to get this kind of veil out of the way of like this is what i'm supposed to like and this is the type of woman i'm supposed to be with because if i'm not with this type of woman then i'm a loser or i'm not good enough or there's some kind of self-judgment and self-image thing there but yeah what you're saying is like when you actually can start to, you know, kind of put that aside, if we really get clear on what he likes, he likes a juicier, uh, uh, you know, not a, not, a, not a woman that's built like a 13-year-old boy, basically. He likes a juicier feminine woman. Yeah, and I'm not saying all guys do, but I'm saying there's definitely a percentage of the guys listening to this that fall in this category, that they think they need it. They think they're only attracted to a girl that's a size two or a size four, but if they would do a little bit of thinking to themselves around their programming and just being willing to play with this idea of what if they had no idea what they were attracted to? What if they were never taught anything? and there was no societal influence, and there was none of that stuff going on, what would they really, really be attracted to? And I've just found, as I've done some of this work with men, it is, it's different than what they came in with and what they thought. And how do you walk us, walk us through that process? How do you help him start to see that cultural programming? Is it just a conversation? How, how do you do that? Yeah, well, a lot of times it is a conversation, but I'll get real specific where I'll really, I want to know what they say to themselves in their head. I want to know what the inner talk is, you know, their belief systems, because most people don't realize that 
they actually have this very specific inner talk. It's just, it's there so much that they don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do is pull that out and ask them very specific questions like, okay, you know, what are you attracted to? And they start to describe it. Who are the girls you've been with in the past? What did they look like? Who are the girls that you blew off or didn't want to be with? So we'll start to talk about it from that perspective. And then I'll start to ask questions like, so what does your mom look like? What did, what did you think of your mom? How about your sisters? Um, why do you think that a woman that's a size two is the sexiest? Like, what about her body really looks that great to you? And then, and then, they'll, and then I've heard, you know, some guys will start to say things like, oh, well, I don't know, I guess um, I just like that flat belly. And I'll go, yeah, well, why? Like, what about it is attractive? And then, and then they might, I had this one client that kind of floated into another place. And he's like, well, actually, that girl had really small boobs. And I didn't like that. I kind of like the girls that have the bigger boobs. Hmm. And, and we would just get into this conversation of like, really what it like what was really falling into their heart and their soul about attraction and it just in the course of the conversation it turned into something different than just a flat butt or small legs or whatever they thought it might be right right i think it's so helpful because that you know on one hand attraction um you know, it's not something we think that we're choosing. And, and what you're saying is that it's, it's an unconscious programming that can come in and that can impact whether we feel attraction or not. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can really talk myself into being attracted to somebody. Um, but more and more, if I could just kind of recognize where this, these kind of, um, this programming starts to come in and these shoulds. And, and if I'm not with this type of girl or I'm this type of girl, or that's what it's supposed to be. Um, I could actually start to get underneath that and reveal what I am truly attracted to. And you're saying, I, I think what I'm getting from this conversation is that that's a lot more lenient. That's a lot more open than these very narrow, unrealistic expectations. Because, I mean, I live near a beach. If you want to see what people look like, go to the beach. Just You will not see, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to see two people that look the same because all these bodies are so drastically different from one another. And it's so amazing to just see what people really look like. But if the only people you actually see naked most of the time are, are like porn stars or people on magazine covers and stuff, that's not real. And it's it really screws with our head of what, what is supposed to be there. I remember I, I've known guys that were not even that attractive. Like they were kind of roly poly short guys going bald and they'd be like they would be really critical about how a girl looked. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like where do you where do you come off on being able to have this really high standard? But I think I always saw that as a way to keep a girl distant too is actually it's to keep him from actually being in a vulnerable situation with a girl. He kept well, yeah. pushing her away. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'd like to, I'd like to find out if that guy has ever been in a very intimate, connected relationship before. And yeah. if he's really felt satisfied in a relationship. Because, yeah, the, I mean, like you're saying, attraction is not, it, there's a part of attraction that is purely physical. And I don't mean to minimize that for a guy. You know, if, if he really f- so strongly feels that there is just a certain type that he's attracted to, and he doesn't want to think about this any deeper than that, or consider that, that a part of that attraction could be something else and really work with this on that level, then it's, that's okay. We're not shaming him. We're not making him wrong for it, but right. he has to, he has to, he has to stop dating that girl okay. for sure. Yeah. Quit, quit trying to get her to be something she's not. Quit trying to get her some, exactly to be something she's not. But back to what you're saying with, I think what we're talking about here is just this bigger idea of attraction. It is, you know, 
for anyone who has been in a more intimate, connected, serious relationship, you do start to see and feel that that physical attraction is just a smaller piece of what we call attraction. That so much more about that attraction is the smile and the energy and the inner light. And if we respect that person and if we think they're smart and all these other things that matter to us has to do with that attraction. So yeah, the the body piece is there and it's important, but we don't want to shut down the opportunity to have the attraction in all these different ways because we're so stuck that the body has to look a certain way. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what I'm getting at. It's just, the, it's the mental belief here that, that we can dive into and start to work with a little deeper. Okay. That makes sense. Well, I love it. I know if we, if we zoom out and the guy is this really critical and the, you know, he's not feeling attraction for this and that, be willing to take a look at your own beliefs. Yes, you are totally, you know, the world is, yes, you get to be attracted to whomever you want. But if it feels narrow, if it feels like you're having a hard time and you feel like you, you spend more of your time criticizing and nitpicking a woman's looks, take a look at your own beliefs. Be willing to just see what's in the way there. Is this a way for you to try to boost your own self-image? Is this some way that you're actually keeping yourself safe and you don't have to be in a relationship because you have, you know, the girl has to be a certain way before you'll be with her? So, just be willing to take a look at some of these things because more often than not, when you when you pay attention and you get that stuff out of the way, it's going to be more the energy that she's got. It's going to be more of her vitality and, and her humor and her playfulness or her willingness to slap you in the, in the restaurant. I don't, I, don't even, I don't even know where that came from. But uh, yeah, that fieriness, but absolutely. Absolutely. As I've gotten older, that's what's I, I can walk up to a woman and 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 you know see her across the room and be like, wow, that girl's really beautiful, and then actually start to talk to her and feel my attraction go down because energetically she's just flat, like just like kind of nobody yeah. home kind of thing. And so, um, yeah. Which, and I, if I could just add on to what you were saying with these beliefs, so you just brought up some great ones where if the guy is willing to do this work, you know, the first area is what you said, which is. Um, Am I am I nitpicking this girl because it's really just a way to keep her at bay because I'm I'm too scared of intimacy and really going there with somebody? I think that's one big realm to look at. Okay. And another big realm to look at is sort of the first thing we touched on a little earlier, which is, do I believe that she's an extension of me, that she's a reflection of me, and my girl has to look a certain way for me to feel a certain way about myself and how I come off to other people. Right. Is she going to embarrass me or is she going to enhance me or that, that kind of, you know, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And that gets into a guy's own self-esteem, which, you know, what guy wants to go there and do that in her work? It's not fun. Yeah. Make it about her. (laughs) Go to the gym. (laughs) I don't want to talk about my own low (laughs) self-esteem. Get to the gym. All right. But I mean, honestly, if that's what's going on, then, you know, if the guy is, is shutting it down because he thinks he's going to be embarrassed. Well, I'd say that has everything to do with him okay. and his own, you know, that he needs that girl to validate himself. All right. All right. So we're just kind of laying out some of the, the tracks here and, 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 but then there's the one of like, yeah, they, they got together. They're in a longer term relationship and now she's changed quite a bit from how they started. She's got not gotten pregnant. Um, and he's fearful. Like he's concerned. Maybe he's taking care of himself. He's listening to the new man. He's doing some of the stuff to take care of his, of his life, but he's got this concern. What's going on with my girlfriend? She's letting herself go. She's put on some weight. She doesn't seem very happy. Um, uh, there's obviously something else going on with her relationship with food. How could, And he's losing attraction for her as a result. Maybe it's energetically too, not just physically, but energetically as she becomes more contracted. Um, so, what's going on there? Yeah, this, this is great. 
So I actually, this topic is so juicy to me. I did a bunch of polling in prep for this interview as well. So I'm going to pull in a couple of things that I heard pretty much across the board from women when okay. I was talking to them about this. All right. So let's assume, Trip, if we're on the same page here, we're assuming that they've been in a relationship and she has changed, mm-hmm. right? Her body has changed. She's gained weight. And let's also assume that the guy is seeing some different behaviors with her where maybe he's noticing she's binge eating or she's overeating or she's emotionally eating or something's off, right? That, right. That's pretty much what we're talking about here. And he'll feel that too. Like it's no, it's not. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. He'll, he'll definitely feel it. Okay. So the first thing to know for, for, for guys, you absolutely have the right to address this. You absolutely have the right to feel the way that you feel and not be ashamed for it. Okay, if, you're, if you are genuinely becoming less attracted to your girl, you have the right to work with this. Mm-hmm. And the girl, certainly, you know, assuming this is a good connected relationship, will be receiving of you and having a conversation. But it's all about how. And this is where we get really specific, okay. right? Okay. So the thing that a guy should not do, hands down, do not do this, is specifically say or bring up something about her weight or her body, or her food. So we're not going to address it that way. She already knows. She's already feeling like crap about herself. She's already pissed off at herself. She's already in her own personal hell. And the food, the food for her, she thinks it's the problem, but it's not. The food is just the symptom. Okay. If, right? If, if her weight has gone up and her eating behaviors have changed like this, there's deeper stuff going on. And she may or may not even be aware of what that deeper stuff is. Okay, okay, so it's so not about the food. Don't confuse it. Is not, exactly. Okay. It is not about the food. So if he leads into a conversation about the food, that's her biggest trigger right now. It's the symptom, but it's her biggest trigger. So we don't want to do that. Okay. okay? What's better to do is to address... Uh, so, so we don't want to address her behavior, what she's doing or not doing. What, we, what the guy does want to address is his concern for her happiness, her peace, or her contentment. So to be really specific here... He can, he can say something like, hey, babe, I've noticed that you don't seem to be happy with yourself. Is that true? Mm-hmm. It feels to me like your spark or your light has gone down. Would you want to talk to me about it? Mm. Are you okay? Are you feeling okay about, and he can insert whatever he thinks might be the issue, your career, um, our family, like whatever. He can say anything. It doesn't really matter. It's just to open the conversation. But he's opening the conversation by by letting her know right up front he is concerned for her well-being, he is concerned for her happiness and her personal space, how she shows up in her in herself. He is not in any way saying, I'm concerned for your weight, I've noticed your weight go up, I noticed you're eating differently, don't go there. Hmm. I love so, that because there's a there's a genuine like it's being honest. I'm concerned, right? I, yeah. I'm I'm confused. I don't know what's going on, but um, and then there's a curiosity versus I've got a solution for you. You need to eat less, or you need to go to the gym, or this and that. There's just help me understand what's going on. Is this is this how you understand? You know, how you see things too, or that kind of thing. But there's a curiosity there instead of a should. Here's what you should do. Exactly. There's no should because guess what? You don't know what's going on yet. Mm. You as the guy. Don't come into that conversation knowing that you have any clue what is going on with her because you don't. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that shuts women down the most. Okay. If, if you come into the conversation with an attitude or words that make her feel like you've got her all figured out and now you've got the solution, 
she is going to shut down faster than you've ever seen. Right, right. But, so and this is huge. This is not just about this topic in your life, by the way, guys. Like, <laughs> lead with curiosity, yeah. okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is gold, by the way, but go ahead. Good, good. And just like you said, Trip. also, you know, I know it, men, the natural tendency for men is to want to solve a problem. I'm sure you've talked about this many times in different conversations. Well, that's how things men. should be, right? <laughs> right, because men, men could solve everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. So I, I, That's what I love about men, by the way. I love that men want to solve problems. And I personally love, as a woman, that that energy is brought to the relationship. What I'm saying right now is don't do it right now. <laughs> don't bring it in with the body and the weight thing. You, you know, use it when her computer goes south or she needs an oil change, but not... <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Um, what, how I'm kind of describing a little roadmap here for guys to work with this. We just want to acknowledge how fabulous you are, men, because you want to solve it for your girl, but just shut down that energy for a minute. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, when I polled a lot of women about all this, they said to me, hands down, they probably could not handle it outright if the guy really came out and said to her... I'm not attracted to you, or I see you've gained weight, or like really went in there specifically with that kind of feeling or observation. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely recommend to not do that. Okay, but then what does he do if if that's what's really going on? Is he is he not honest, or what what happens? Here's what I would say to start the conversation. Don't just don't go there. It's not that you're not being honest; is that it just might not be necessary to say something that specific in the beginning of the conversation. Okay. I think it's better to go in with what I said first of, you know, I've noticed that you don't seem to be as happy with yourself. Are you willing to talk about it? Like to start in that realm. Mm -hmm. And other questions I would suggest he goes in with is, what do you truly want? Mm. And how can I best support you to get what you want? Okay. Later in the conversation, so so see, by doing this, by starting it this way, she's going to melt She's going to feel safe with you, and she's probably going to start talking. Later in the conversation, if it feels relevant and she says something to you like, okay, what are you feeling? I want to know what's going on for you. Okay, then be honest. You're not going to lie. But I don't feel it's helpful to start off with that or to dive in with that unless she really sets the space that that's okay. Okay. All right. And and I love that the, that you laid it out like this. And what I've seen is guys can tend to be can also be more lenient. They're they're usually not as critical about their women as the as as she will be about herself. And so, what if he's attracted to her, but she's cutting herself off sexually, or she's cutting herself off energetically because she doesn't think she looks the way she should look. She's she's kind of fallen into that programming or or she, you know, she's got a self-image of oh, this is I'm supposed to look like I did when I was 17 or something. So, yeah. how can he be supportive in that place when he's like, "I love you the way you are. I want to be with you." Um, yeah, what can he do when she's like, "No, I'm not. I don't like the way I look. I don't want you near me." Okay. Well, first of all, I'd say if that's happening, I I, I really, I'm just going to flip this around on him just for a second because I want him to ask himself the question if he has pulled back as well. Meaning like in the last month, has he not grabbed her ass? Has he not given her kisses? Has he not told her that she's sexy and he loves her and all of that other stuff? Mm. 
Because often what does happen, and the guys aren't doing this consciously, but yeah, this energy thing starts between the two people. One pulls back, the other pulls back. It kind of pings-pongs back and forth. And then the guy's behavior changes, which drives her down even more of feeling unattractive and unwanted. So she's looking, she, he may not be aware of it, but she will listen. She'll basically like, he's, he's not really paying attention to me physically. He's not doing the little behaviors that, and that's the way she knows I'm attractive or that's the way that yeah. she, okay. Hands down. When I was talking to a lot of women about this subject, they said to me, they're so much more excited and responsive and interested in what the guy does and not what he says. Hmm. And that, that is exponential. So, well, we got to say that again. She's more, she's say that again. That was so okay. big. She is way more interested and responsive to, and I'd say it's necessary for her that she's more interested in what the guy does around his little behaviors around attraction to her and sexuality, such as, Grabbing her ass, giving her a kiss, telling her she looks, well, that's speaking, I shouldn't say that. Um, g- grabbing her close, whispering in her ear something. That to Just her. Just noticing is, her when she walks through the room, when she goes through the room doing something, and like, does he, does she, does he even notice her? Absolutely. Know? Okay. So if he used to do those things and it has stopped naturally, and we're not blaming the guy here if it has stopped. I mean, Mm -hmm. look, he's feeling what he's feeling. It's okay. But we have to understand that this is a two-way street. So if he used to do those things and now those things have stopped, that's going to drive her down a hole pretty fast. Okay. So she will cut herself off sexually and energetically if there's basically... You know, there's sex going on all the time, guys, whether you realize or not. It's not just whenever you want to get naked and have intercourse. There's a, there's this there's this dance that's happening all the time. And so are you participating in that dance and, and playing this ping pong like what uh, Cynthia is saying here? Because if you pulled back from that, then she knows that and that affects whether, you know, basically her her sexual energy. But then then but what if he is playing that? What if he is throwing those? You know, he hasn't changed his behavior, so to speak. Okay, so if the behavior hasn't changed, and this is really just her getting into her own stuff and feeling like crap about herself and all the things you said, Trip, you know, she's, I mean, she is probably over there beating herself up every day because she doesn't look like she did when she was 21. Okay, so assuming she's in that place and you're doing your part, the only thing that can, the only thing that I would say is relevant then for the guy is to get back to that questioning of just acknowledging her happiness, that he is aware of her feeling like she might not have felt before. Mm -hmm. I can't stress enough that that angle, which will then give the guy a sense of power because it does give him a way to connect with her and deal with this and not just ignore it. That angle is going to be probably the only way you're going to get in and feel like you have some say in this and some help with this. If that makes sense. It does make sense. And, and as you talk about this, I start to see a whole new doorway. I see a whole new possibility for guys and they're relating because I know a lot of guys that just, whether they're, they're if they're, maybe this isn't the relationship that they're, they're really, you know, it's just kind of like, she's the right girl at the right time. And then that, that turns into three years or five years or whatever. And, you know, it's like, well, you know, yeah, I guess things are going good. We get along and we have sex every so often and blah, blah, blah. But it's just this kind of mediocre relationship. And a lot of it is like, yeah, she's my sex partner, basically. And I've heard guys, it, it sounds a little cold, but that's kind of, you know, it's on this basic level. Let's just, you know, say it that, at that way. But these types of questions and really starting to understand what goes on for her 
opens up to this, like, wow, you really start to have an appreciation for her and what's going on in her world, what's how she sees her body, what her body is to her, and what that means when she chooses to have sex with you. Why it's so, I don't know, I just get this whole amazing, um, it's more than just, her body is not just some place for you to climb on top of and, and you know, wiggle around for five minutes, okay? <laughs> it's like, there's so five much more. Five minutes! <laughs> Well, that's if you're lucky, you know. So exactly. Takes, that's that's including putting your clothes back on. So, but the, but yeah, the the this idea of just like yeah, who is she really? What's going on for her? There's there's this whole her body means something to her. It means a lot different to you if you're just in that mindset. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. You, you said it beautifully. Her her body, it, her experience of her body, and what that says about her, and how it fluctuates or changes, all of that is so much deeper than it goes for a guy. Yeah. And, and guys just don't understand that. And they probably never will. Right. Well, th- <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think, I think a lot of guys are, I was at some like, no, I was like the old guy at some spring break thing at the beach the other day. I just happened to, oh, no, I wasn't creepy. But the, the idea is that uh, I looked at all these guys and they're all like waxing their chests and they're all chiseled and everything. I don't remember anybody doing that when I was um, going through college uh, like five, six years ago. <laughs> Never that was. <laughs> <laughs> I know how old you are, Trip. Come on. <laughs> but the idea is that, yeah, it's just amazing. I think guys are a lot more conscious about their bodies and how they look. There seems to be a lot more pressure to look a certain way these days. So maybe maybe a guy can have more insight into, hey, this this is more to me than just a place to dump beers and, you know, eat and that kind of connect my dick to my brain, that kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be up to him what he's really looking for. And that's where we get back to where we started this conversation of, okay, know who you are, know, know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. If you are just looking for, you know, some great sexual experiences with different women and, you know, you have more of a surface relationship with the women, but you're happy, okay, well then just don't try to change that woman that's in front of you right now if you don't like it. Move right, on. Right, right. But yeah, if you are really looking for something deeper and you really are looking for a serious primary relationship... And you just have to know that this this will be an issue often in the relationship if if this is the issue for the woman in general. And unfortunately, eighty to ninety percent of American women walking out walking around out there, this is an issue for them. Well, let's talk about that because you know who are you? I know you've got a backstory on here. Can you just give us a little window into your world? And and because I don't think a lot of guys think of. I think we we may be able to identify. A, a woman who is like in severe um, eating disorders, it's kind of obvious that, but we don't, I don't think we really get how many women struggle with this stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and, and what you see yeah. when you look at women? I would be happy to, because my, my story is kind of interesting around this. So I, I, I mean, I basically started having an eating disorder when I was 14, where I was just, wow. I was so obsessed with the way that my body looked and thinking that it had to look a certain way for me to get what I wanted in my life, which at the time I was a dancer and a performer and I was for many years and, and just with men too. Like I just really believed if I didn't look exactly a certain way, I just would not be happy. That's what it came down You'd to. You'd be alone the rest happy. of your life kind of thing. Exactly. All right. So I was a binge eater for like 12 years and my natural size. So right now I am, I'm a size zero. I'm a small girl. I'm a petite girl. You're tiny. Yeah. You're, you're little. I'm tiny. And, and, and I'm attract, I am an attractive girl in when I'm not, you know, overeating and blowing up my body. Okay. So 
All right. So I knew, all right, I had a, I knew I had a cute face and I knew I looked good, but when my body started to get bigger because I was eating like a freaking maniac, um, I went down the tubes really hard for many years and my binge eating just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So I actually ended up gaining at my highest. I was about 40 pounds heavier than I am now. So which is on a small frame. That's, that's quite a bit. It's a lot. So I'm a size zero. Now I I went up to a size 10, which was high. Okay. So, so what was going on for me was at the time and see this, this is the key part I think for a lot of men to understand at the time I was obsessed with the food and I was obsessed with the way that my body looked. And I believed that because I looked this way and I felt so out of control with food that I wasn't worth it, that I would never get what I want, that I wasn't good enough, that I was hopeless. I mean, all of that stuff just started to come in because of the food in my body. Wow. And it was never about the food. You know, I go around telling everybody, oh, I have a sugar addiction. Oh, I just have a problem. Bullshit. I didn't have a problem. My problem was I had certain belief systems in place about myself and about the world that A, weren't true, and B, were keeping me really small and just keeping me from stepping into who I really am. Wow. And I was stuck in that place of feeling hopeless about my career. I'm never going to be good enough. You know, all the stuff that I know a lot of guys can relate to as well. I was in that, and that was my spiral. So it was not about the food. It was about, for me, it was all about purpose. And I won't say for every woman it is about purpose, but for me it was. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by purpose? I, I did not know why I was here on this earth. Like oh. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, here I was, I was a dancer and I, I was a really good dancer and I was a really good performer, but I wasn't good enough to get to Broadway. Yeah. I had done, I had done like national shows and I had done tours and cruise ships, but I knew I wasn't playing in the top echelon of the big leagues. And I just kept saying to myself, if I can't be good enough, what am I here for? Like, what else do I have to offer? I, I, I don't know why I'm getting up in the morning. If I'm not a good dancer, I'm not a good person kind of thing? I'm not a good person and I have nothing else to offer. Wow. That, that's where I went. Wow. Okay. And, and so that was my journey. Like, and so what I would do is I would then feel the hopelessness and the despair and the frustration and the anger. And I would just start to eat my way through the night. Okay. And, and I think that part of my story is very universal. When a guy starts to see a woman overeating often and emotionally eating and standing over the counter and just picking at the food constantly, and maybe even he catches her closet eating sometimes, there's probably a lot of what I'm saying going on for her. Okay. So that's, that, I think that's so valuable because now, well, first, thank you for sharing that. That's, yeah. that's such a, uh, I've got a daughter and I'm just like, oh man. Uh, but the, the, the other part of this is, is it's really not about the food. When you put it from that perspective, when we get curious, instead of thinking we've got the, the, the solution and she just needs to get follow this diet or go to this trainer or whatever, it's not about that. We start to see, yeah, it's really not about the food here. It's about no, it's- what you're talking about. Yeah, it's not. And I'll I'll flip back and forth here between my expert hat and my personal hat. Now, as an expert working with eating psychology and relationship with food for as many years as I have, I will tell you, Trip, 100%, it's not about the food, if that's what he's noticing in his woman. The food is just a symptom. And that's what I mean when I say it's just a symptom. There is something deeper going on in her, where it could be a life purpose issue for her. It could be... um, 
she's a very sensitive person and she's having a friend relationship problem or she's having issues with her family. It could be, it could be anything, but it is definitely deeper than this is about me just having an issue with the food or overeating. And let's address this one. So let's say he's accepting and he wants to just be supportive. This has got to be hard to watch your partner go through this and, and know something else is going on and not, it's not about the food. Um, is it just, is it back to just, Hey, I'm concerned. And can you help me understand what's going on with you? Just bring in that concern and that curiosity. Absolutely. That's what it is. It's concern. It's curiosity. It's making her feel like this is now a team issue instead of her alone, simply because he sees it and he's concerned. It's because remember there's in any relationship, there's me, there's you, and there's us, Mm -hmm. right? And if the guy comes into it making the woman feel like this is actually an us issue and you're not alone over there in your corner, that could be enough to just have her open up and start talking and like get really close around this. Right. And I just got to throw it out there. It's not his job to rescue her either because I could see where this guy, oh, I'm going to, she's my project now. I'm going to save her. You know, I'm going to find her the best this and that. that it's, it's more support. It's not rescuing. Absolutely. It's more support. And I'll, I'll add on to that and say, when I spoke to a lot of women around this, they said, hands down, they do not, they would not want the guy to be all over them with, Hey, try this or do this, or let me help you, or let me find a solution. They don't want, and cause, cause that's rescuing, right? right? That's, that's, I'm going to fix this for you, honey. I'm going to fix this for you. So I feel better. I'm uncomfortable with what's going on for you. I don't like that. I don't like feeling this way. So I'm going to find you the solution so that I feel better. That's how you can tell if you're really rescuing. Um, versus, yeah, she's going through a tough time and I'm, I'm over here. I'm, I've let her know I'm concerned and I'm here to support her, but she's, she's going she's gonna to find the resources she needs for herself, that kind of thing? Exactly. Okay. She will find the resources she needs for herself. What she needs to know is that you come to the table with an attitude of, I, I want to know what's going on because I love you. I care about you. How can I support you? And... And again, coming back to those questions of how are you feeling about yourself? Hmm. Is something tripping you up? Like, just don't come to it having any assumptions that you know anything. You're broken <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I've got a list of, you know, things to fix you with kind of thing. Right. None of that. And you're sure nope. women don't like that? You're, you're positive, right? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he said with well... <laughs> scars from doing it over the years. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Okay. And I can tell you if I'll... Um, if it's okay, I'll just finish up a little bit of my personal story because I think that'll Please. that'll help the guys here too. So when I was in the heat of this madness that I was in, the despair, the hopelessness, and all of that, you know, <laughs> I guess I'm just saying this, the guys might see this in their girls. You know, I was completely convinced that if I just changed my diet, everything was going to get great. So right. I would have like the charts all over the house and counting all the calories and doing all this crazy shit to try to lose weight. And of course, none of it mattered because it was the emotional stuff driving it all. So if you, guys, if you see your woman getting into all that, you know something's up because that's just trying to take control over something that they're feeling really out of control with. <laughs> if I could just get a rope around this beast's neck, I, I, can, I can wrestle it. Right, exactly. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, but I have, but I have know, a chart on my refrigerator of like really good food. Is, am I messed up? Is that what you're saying? Um, how much energy do you put into that chart? I haven't looked at it in months. <laughs> I'd say oh, you're fine. Then. Okay, good. I ate the chart. Okay. So, 
all right. Well, and tell us a little bit about how you specifically help women and men because you work with with men too. So, you know, what's going on for them? Why would they? You know, what's a, what's a scenario that you help uh, men and women navigate? Yeah. So. I work with both sides. I love working with women. I love working with men as much as I love working with women. You know, more of my clients are women just because they, women tend to reach out a little bit more. But um, on the woman's side, I do work with a lot of women who are suffering with exactly what we're talking about, where they're emotionally eating, they're binge eating, they're feeling like crap about themselves. I work with a lot of the type of women that's been trying to lose 10 pounds for 10 years and can't do it. Mm-hmm. So... And, and, you know, and what I say to everybody when I start working with them is we're not even going to talk about food right away. This isn't about the food. I want to get into the, the real stuff going on here. Right. So that's usually where it falls on the female side. On the male side, I work with men. First of all, I work with men around their own stuff because, I mean, we have to acknowledge here, a lot of men in today's day and age, unfortunately, are walking around also feeling like crap about themselves because they don't have the perfect chiseled chest or, you know, their body is not exactly what they think it needs to be. And it affects who they are. It affects their power. It affects their ability to be creative and awesome in the world because they're too focused on that. Right. You know? So, I work with men who are experiencing that, and I also work with men who, exactly what we're talking about, are having problems because of the woman in their life, and I help them navigate their part to talk to the woman, and often that usually ends up being I work with the men and the women at the same time, if it's that kind of situation. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, this was uh, this was awesome. This was really, really good. I, I, I'm, gonna, I, I'm, I'm glad I get to go back and listen to it again, because so many guys that I talk to dealing with some version of stuff. This is such a loaded thing. There's so much going on here. And I'm glad that we got that it's really about our own personal scripts, our own things that are going on in our head. And that's informing how we, you know, say stupid shit to our partner. It's not about the food. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Where do we go to learn more about you? What website do we go to? Yeah, you can just go to my, my main website, which is eatempowered.com. That's with an E-D at the end, eatempowered. And I will talk to anybody for half an hour completely complimentary. So if, you, if any of you guys listening, if you have follow-up questions, if you just want to connect with me personally, uh, my assistant will set up a half-hour slot and we can talk on the phone. I'd be happy to. If you have any other questions, um, you can also email us. But there's some great resources on the site um, that I do keep in an email list. If you want to get on that list just to kind of get more information and see what I'm up to, you can certainly do that. But I also work with people privately all over the country. So we can work by phone and Skype and it's really effective. And I am obviously very passionate about this subject because I got through it. Yeah. And I work with a lot of people and thank God, you know, now I'm, this isn't an issue in my life anymore. I'm, my body is where it wants to be and... Um, and I get it from all perspectives. So, all right. Well, yeah. you rock. You rock, Cynthia. <laughs> Thank you so much. Cynthia Stad, eatempowered.com. Um, so grateful to have you on the show and, and, and talk about this juicy stuff and, and really let us in. It's a very vulnerable place that you shared your own story, but also just kind of the giving us that window into a woman's world where so many women are dealing with this stuff. And, and that's what we're dealing with as guys. Like, why is she acting this way? Why was she fine yesterday? Why is she doing this today? It's just starting to get an understanding and like, Oh, that's what's going on. Um, I think it makes us better in, in so many ways. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Chip. So happy to be here. 
There's so much more to The New Man than these interviews. So visit thenewmanpodcast.com and join the mailing list so you never miss another update. Thanks for listening.